Welcome to another episode of Brain Boom with your host, Matt West, where we empower founders to rethink their mental health and business with candid stories from founders and entrepreneurs. Right into it, who is Josh? Yeah, so um, I mean, at I guess at the core, um, you know, I'm a, I, I would consider myself an entrepreneur's entrepreneur, um, just uh, super entrepreneurial. I didn't know I wanted to be an entrepreneur growing up, but um, kind of stumbled into it and realized that that was, that was my life's calling. And, you know, once I figured that, I figured it out at a very young age, um, which, you know, at first was, I was unsure about because I was so young, I was 13 years old. And I didn't know what an entrepreneur was. I didn't know anything like that. I wanted to be a doctor growing up. And so, you know, I think now I've settled into understanding a lot more about myself. I'm still learning about myself um, and kind of what my life's purpose is. But so far, I would say Josh is a diehard entrepreneur, um, an out-of-the-box stinker, and uh, someone who tells it how it is. Hopefully, that's how I'm, um, you know, talked about. And, uh, and yeah, and hopefully a leader, hopefully a good leader. Really cool. And I, I know teeth whitening is a huge market, right? So when you were thinking and conceiving of this brand that you started, tell me a little bit about how you were th- going through that and then why it was a great time to do so. Yeah, so um, so teeth whitening is is decent, decently sized market. Um, it's particularly large in, in um, United, the United States, Canada, Australia, and, and obviously Europe, but um, it's certainly a growing industry. Um, I think that what I realized is that, you know, once Instagram became popularized, um, I realized that the focus on the selfie um, and realizing that um, the smile was kind of the centerpiece of that selfie. And, uh, and then apps started coming out like Facetune and all kinds of apps where people were whitening their teeth using these apps. And so I had, at the time I was going through jaw surgery and, um, and I was buying a lot of oral care products from the store, from online, from my dentist. And I just remember looking at my like, gosh, I spent like $500 on all these different products and they, 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 they don't look pretty. They don't look nice. Like they don't, you know, they don't feel the same way. Like if you spend three or $400 on a, on a cologne or you spend, you know, whatever on a wallet, you know, from, from a nice brand, you feel good, the packaging and all that. And I felt it was very, sterile kind of you know back in the days toothpaste you know has kind of remained the same for a hundred years plus and like I just thought about it and as I started to dig into the market research of of oral care um I was looking for something that was that that had all the odds stacked against me I think that um adversity is is an area I thrive in so you know having the odds stacked against me I kind of grew up that way um and never a pity party or anything like that I, I'm very grateful uh, for my humble beginnings and, and my background. I think it's certainly shaped um, who I've become and continues to shape who, who I'm becoming. Um, so I saw an opportunity there with um, having personal experience, seeing a large market opportunity and seeing how difficult and the reason why there are only four or five companies to dominate the space. And I kind of wanted to make it my life's work. I had sold a few companies. You know, I've been in business since I was 13. So you know, I have, I've, uh, I'm 27 now. So, you know, 13, 14 years of building and selling companies, learning as I go, um, you know, had taught me a lot. So, you know, about four years ago when I decided to kind of 
uh, go into the oral care market, I wanted to start with teeth whitening because I felt that there was something that we could really do that it was differentiated, that was for people with sensitive teeth, people looking for long lasting results, and really something that made people feel good about what they were buying. And um, now about 500,000 customers later, um, you know, we, we are now expanding our oral care product line to, to include toothpaste and mouthwash and toothbrush and everything that you would expect in the oral care aisle, but hopefully making you feel good, making you want to use it more often. Um, and we're really in the business of confidence and oral care kind of hand in hand and kind of really infusing beauty into oral care. And we like to say beautiful oral care and they call us, you know, the apple of oral care or the Dyson of oral care. And I, I think that that's, you know, that's certainly a compliment. I think we're, we're nowhere near that, but I think that's what we're working on every day is to have that kind of effect when, you know, you look at an Apple product or a Dyson product, like what are they going to do next? And there's a certain aesthetic standard, packaging standard, customer support standard that we are trying to, to achieve that a premium brand, you know, should, should evoke. But at the same time, we are a mass, uh, you know, a mass market brand in the sense that, you know, 7 billion people have teeth. Our market is large. It grows with population. So there's a lot of demand on us to continue to create those products but it's been it's been an uphill battle since day zero because the market is um, not that it's competitive. It's very hard to break through a market like this, but it requires um, relentless focus, execution, keeping your eye on the ball and continuing to innovate. And uh, I think what attracted me initially was the market size, realizing how difficult it is to to start a brand like this and wanting to. You know, I knew that I had to do something extremely difficult. I wanted to train for the Olympics. Maybe I'd never make it, but I felt like I wanted to give it a shot. And, you know, that's what we do every day. We're training for the Olympics of brand building and also trying to be an inspiration for other entrepreneurs to think bigger. There are a thousand industries that you can focus on. And my thing is always like, what can you do for 30 years? Um, and you know, what can you talk about at the dinner table or at parties or whatever, when people ask you what you do, are you talking about, it? are you proud of it? You know, can you focus on it for 30 years? Because for me, I was seeking mastery in the sense of brand building. I wanted a vehicle that I could build a team with and the vehicle became snow that I could learn about brand building, execution, marketing, distribution, retail. I wanted to learn all of that in a fast paced environment where all my money was at the, uh, you know, on the table so that I had no choice but to try to figure it out. And Snow happened to be that vehicle and it continues to be that vehicle to allow myself and my, my amazing team to face deeper and harder challenges on a daily basis and solve those together as a team. And as a result, we become stronger, the game becomes harder, but we're getting better. And I think that's what life's about. Life's about having a purpose, sticking to it, and uh, building a team around the community and uh, creating value at the end of the day as an entrepreneur. Yeah, 100%. And I love, I love your mission about empowering people to really make sure that they're confident. Because, yeah, your smile is, is, like you said, is the centerpiece. So I love that. And going back, when you were building this brand out, what piece of advice would you share to yourself prior to getting this brand launched? Yeah, I mean, I would say a lot of entrepreneurs and marketers struggle with shiny object syndrome. There's always, um, you know, I, I have a, a printout of a quote that says, um, uh, there will always be opportunity. And so, you know, opportunity is, is, like, a, is like a river. It, it's flowing, it's flowing and it's growing. And so I would say, 
the advice would be to, to stick to your intuition, stick to your gut, but also be willing to adapt. So just because, you know, you think something's going to work, be willing to pivot. I mean, initially we were thinking that, um, you know, me and my small team, initially just me and myself, thought that millennials and maybe the younger crowd would kind of gravitate more to our product. Although they do, I, although they do, we have, you know, tens of thousands of, of millennial customers, if not hundreds of thousands. And, uh, but what we found is that the uh, 35 to, to 65 year old um, demographic really um, gravitated toward our brand. I think they premium nature of our brand, the efficacy of our brand, the fact that they have tried things in the past that they weren't particularly pleased with, they were willing to try something else. And I think the nature of it in general, someone drinking wine for 30 years straight or smoking for 30 years straight means that they're going to have tougher stains, means that they may have sensitive teeth because they've tried things in the past, um, may mean that they don't want fluoride, like our toothpaste is fluoride free, you know, things like that, that spoke to that audience. And you know, like I said, I just turned 27. So, and my team's, you know, pretty young team. And, you know, for us to realize where our market, you know, and where our customer really is and meet them there and, and not be afraid to adapt our strategy, our marketing, the way we create products. So I would say, you know, think big, you know, stay focused. You will realize that within one brand, one business, if you do it long enough, now don't be afraid to, to give something up. If you're at a dead end, there's a book called The Dip by Seth Godin. It's like, are you in a dip or are you in a dead end? If you're at a dead end, okay, fine, cut your losses, move to the next thing. But um, I think that you know all the money is made in and all the success and all the value is made in focus. And, and really, if you focus on your customer and then you uh, focus on your team, then you have a good product. That combination right there, that golden triangle, and you do it persist, you know, persistently over a long period of time is how you build a brand. The brand is what you say no to, not what you say yes to. So we say no to about 99% of things like charcoal toothpaste and things that are trendy that we want to capitalize on as an entrepreneur, as a business, we want to make money. But then we realize that's not the best choice because charcoal destroys teeth. It's very abrasive. And we thought 30 years from now, if we sold a million charcoal toothpaste, how would people feel you know, 10 years from now that we, you know, ruin their teeth or we ruin their smile. Like that's something we don't want to do for a short-term gain. So thinking long-term, but making those short-term moves to make sure you stay in business, you grow your business without losing that kind of essence of what brand you want to build. And I, I love the fact that you're really focusing on the long-term and, and really providing value to the market. And, and yeah, that's, that's spot on. I, I love it, Josh. Josh, I, I appreciate you sharing your story. I, I wish you well with your, your brand. I, lo I love what you're doing. And I'm really inspired by what you have built thus far. Yeah, listen, I appreciate it. Uh, you know, I'm, uh, you know, I'm just another entrepreneur trying to figure it out. And I try to share as much as I can along the journey, because I'm, I'm really big into that in terms of like, I try to follow you know, people, I try to read biographies, I, tr I try to see that in today's social media age. Um, you know, I always say you can't follow the founder of like Crest and Colgate, but you can fo follow the founder of Snow. And hopefully I'm sharing, you know, some of the insights into there. That's why I do podcasts like this so that someone out there is listening. And, um, you know, I the, the quote that I follow is first they laugh at you, then they fight you, then you win. And, you know, at first you may not have a lot of believers in what you're doing, but your customers are ultimately your, your, your most important investor. And so you want to focus on your customers and your team 
because without a team, you can't build a brand. You can't do something long-term. You can't do it all alone if you want to go big uh, and create a lot of value. And so your job as an entrepreneur is continually, how can I create value today for my team, for my customer, for the market as a whole? And if you continue to think in that area, um, it's, it's the building blocks. It's a snowball effect that if you just keep rolling that snowball, you will, you will get to where you want to be. But it's important where you roll that snowball down from. If you roll it down from a tiny hill, you're never going to build something big enough. So you have to think big. You have to be willing to take the risk. You have to be willing to lose it all. But I think that that's what um, particularly the American dream is about. I think that that's what entrepreneurship as a whole is about, is about how can I create value for everybody else? And the irony of capitalism is early on, you have to give everything away to maybe one day have something. And I think that entrepreneurs are the backbone of the American economy. Um, I think they're the backbone of the entire world, small business owners especially, that take a risk sometimes jeopardizing all of their money, all of their time, all of their health even, unfortunately, sometimes to, to create jobs, to create value. And so that's why I say I'm an entrepreneur's entrepreneur. I'm always rooting for the entrepreneur. And if you stick with it long enough and you, you put in the work, there's no, there's no shortcut. It's hard work. And yeah, you can work smart sometimes, but uh, hard work you know, will always win in the end if you're rolling it down the right heel. So keep rolling, keep focused, and they may laugh at you in the beginning. After a while, they may fight you. But if you keep it up, you will win.